Hey ladies, it's Brittany Brazel. The Lord has given me a passion for motherhood and homemaking. From that passion, a ministry has birthed no higher calling. There is no higher calling on my life than to be wife to Simeon and mama to my littles. I still have so much to learn, but as I continue to grow, it is my desire to share the truths God is teaching me. Hey ladies, welcome to this episode of the No Higher Calling podcast. It is the first episode of December. I I can hardly believe that this podcast has almost been out for a whole year. It's just, it is amazing to me what the Lord has done through the No Higher Calling podcast in a year. And in the next couple weeks, I will be sharing with you guys some really exciting things that are coming for 2022. So stay tuned. You will not want to miss some of these announcements, just amazing opportunities. And I cannot wait to continue to minister to you ladies through this platform that God has given me. But we are starting December, which is Christmas month and celebrating the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ. So a lot of the content for this month is going to be about Christmas. And I know I've had several of you request that I talk on some different aspects of Christmas. Um, so I'm going to start that with today's episode. Um, this week, I want to share with you some of our family's Christmas traditions. I love, like, family traditions. And, you know, every family's different. Some families are like, oh my word, that is so stifling. I, I Too much, too much. Um, others are like... You know, oh, I want all the traditions. Um, I think of Sally Clarkson, one of my uh, virtual mentors, and I've just I've loved reading her books and being um, involved in her listening to her podcasts and different things. But she's got um, her book, The Life Giving Home and The Life Giving Table, and so much of that shares the traditions and the family culture of her family. Now. Again, she's got a lot of traditions, and even as much as I love traditions, I don't know that I could keep up with all of hers, but to each his own, and I love hearing what other families do. You know, our family has birthday traditions that we do. Um, every, every birthday, we do these certain things or different things throughout the year, but my favorite time of all is Christmas um, for so many reasons, but as we talk specifically about our family traditions, um, I, I feel like the month of December is like just tradition month on highlight. We have worked hard to kind of establish some routine things in our home that are special to us. And with each year that goes by, as we continue to do some of these things, it gets even more special. And then there are some things that we're like, you know what, that really wasn't a good idea, or that was too much work. We're going to like kind of forget about that one. Um, and, you know, some of our traditions will adapt. I mean, you know, some of our traditions right now are more things that my mother-in-law has started, which is wonderful. But one day we will be across an ocean and we won't be at her traditional um, Christmas Eve evening. Um, so some of that will start falling to me and I've already thought through some things that I want to implement to make that special. Um, but, you know, it just it ebbs and flows. Some things change, but certain things we're trying to keep um just a, a yearly event in our home so that it does make up our family culture, especially as we look at this month of December. You know, things that I want my kids to look back in a couple decades and be like, I remember 
doing this every year growing up or you know maybe they'll choose to implement them with my grandkids and you know just things that make the Brazzle family the Brazzle family at Christmas time so I'm gonna just jump in and share some of our traditions with you I would love to hear your traditions actually I think I will do a little question box on Instagram um, and Facebook this week and ha where you can share your Christmas traditions with me. Um, just because I love to hear them. I'm always looking like, is there something new? Is there something we want to tweak? Um, you can also email me if you don't if you don't interact with social media. No higher calling podcast at gmail.com. I would love to hear your Christmas traditions and what your family loves to do um, as we celebrate the birth of our Savior. And as we talk about these traditions, um, I'm going to touch on this next week about keeping Christ the center of Christmas. But, you know, I, I, we do try to be careful in our home that we don't get so caught up in all the festivities and, you know, we do this and we do that and we do this that we lose the meaning of Christmas. So just keep that in mind. Again, I'll touch on that more next week. But as we talk about all these fun things that we do in December. Um, we try to do it all out of an outflow of the emphasis that we have in our home, that the reason that we celebrate, the reason we have any of this stuff is because of Jesus Christ coming to earth as a baby, but so much beyond the manger. Why did he come in a manger? He came to die on the cross to save us from our sins. Um, so we try to connect all of those dots in our home, in the hearts of our kids. Again, more on that next week. But I kind of wanted to mention that before I jump into all these Christmas traditions and you just sit there and think like, wow, do they even talk about the Lord as they're, you know, going from cookie baking to this to that? We do. That is the that is very much the um, the undercurrent of everything that our Christmas celebrations stem out of. But let's just go ahead and jump in to what December is going to look like in the Brazel household. So the first thing starts before December. How much before December really depends on my husband's mood and whether there's a shortage of Christmas trees. Um, normally, our... our annual thing is to get our Christmas tree the Saturday after Thanksgiving. Um, growing up, I, we, oh, we had this artificial tree for like years. That poor thing was so pitiful. Like it was one where it had, it had like, you know, the pole up the middle with the like tree stuff wrapped around it. And I think it had maybe five levels of little branches that you kind of hooked in. But you could like, you could see like, okay, level one, pole, level two, pole. And you, but it, it provided for wonderful Christmases and so whatever. But it was not a tree to be desired. Then as I got a little older, maybe middle school, um, we decided to get a real tree for the first time. So we had just built a house. Um, we had this beautiful living room, cathedral ceilings, this pretty light that like hung down from the middle of the room and we got this huge big fat round Christmas tree it smelled like oranges it was it was amazing it was beautiful we get it all decorated all set up we're all so excited that we have a real Christmas tree this year we go to bed we wake up the next morning and apparently oh all my nightmares came true um there was a nest of spiders or something inside this tree and we come out and these spiders had strung webs from the tree 
to the light to the corner of the living room. Like, it was so disgusting and mortifying. And anyway, (laughs) finally my dad finished vacuuming up all the little baby spiders that are, like, dangling from web above our heads. And we rethought getting a real Christmas tree. So, you know, growing up, mainly artificial, every now and then we had a real tree. We did recover from that terrible experience and had a real tree a couple more times. Um, But, you know, we we weren't super staunch about either. When I married Simeon, he was like, we are always going to have a real tree if we can do so. His parents, I think, have always had real trees. Um, But it's something that he grew up with memories of going and getting the tree. And, And I love it. I really do. I love having the real Christmas tree. Some years have been better than others. Last year, oh my goodness, last year, it was so hard to find a tree, I guess, with just the world the way it was. Um, So we paid way more than we should have for this tree. Only half of it was pretty. The other half was, like, mangled. And I, I don't know if it was just dead when we bought it and we weren't aware, but that thing dropped needles. Every, like, you walked by it. You didn't even have to touch it. Just the wind from your body would hit the tree and like a whole pile would fall on the floor. I am not kidding. We opened a present that Christmas day and there wasn't much tree left by Christmas day, but we opened like the gift bags and they were half full with pine needles. It was, it was crazy. Um, but then we've had some years, like we had this one year and the house that we're in now, we have a cathedral ceiling in our living room. We have this huge window at the front of the living room. So it is the perfect spot for a Christmas tree. And this one year we got like a 10 foot tree for a steal of a price so cheap and it, it was just it was gorgeous it was so gorgeous that was my favorite year anyway I all that to say we normally get our tree the Saturday after Thanksgiving last year we did get it the weekend before and we never get it earlier than that just because it's real and we want it to last all the way to Christmas but that is so much fun we love getting a real tree um We usually, the day that we get it, we spend that evening decorating it. Um, Go ahead and get get it all decorated. Um, We have a tradition with our kids. This was actually a tradition that my parents had with me, that every year we take them to Hallmark and we let them pick out a new ornament for the year. Um, So it's fun pulling those out. You know, I have some from my childhood, and it's funny, each year the ornaments that Simeon and I put up from our childhood get less and less because we have more and more ornaments that our kids have and more and more kids. So it's fun to watch the tree fill up with their ornaments and their memories. I remember there was one year that Eden just loved school buses. It might've been her second Christmas. So her little ornament from that year is a school bus. And I always smile every time I see that ornament. Um, Our babies for their first Christmas, I obviously pick that ornament, and each one of them have a Winnie the Pooh-themed first Christmas ornament. Um, Simeon loves Pooh Bear. He has a little ornament. It wasn't his first Christmas, but one of his early Christmases, he has a Pooh Bear ornament from that year, and it actually still has a little button that you push, and it talks, so that's impressive. Um, But So that tradition kind of stemmed from his Pooh Bear Um, So it's fun. I always like hanging the baby's ornaments, their Pooh Bear ornaments, close to each other so that mommy can see those and reminisce. But so we decorate our tree to meet. Now, this is this is going to be weird. I know that probably a lot of people don't share this sentiment. But to me, 
a tree is not officially decorated and done until wrapped presents are underneath. Um, which means that my shopping has to get done early. My Christmas wrapping has to get done early. So I was actually done wrapping by the 1st of November and done with my shopping. Um, Simeon's, his gifts for me and for other people usually kind of trickle in through December. But I, I want my completed decorated tree to have presents piled underneath. It's just how I am. That's what I like doing. Um, and then we, we started this tradition. I don't know why we started this before we even had kids. But we always watch the VeggieTales toy that saved Christmas um, while we decorate our tree. So that's just a fun one. Not sure why that started, but we've kept it up and the kids love it. And so it's great. Uh, we also, another uh, tradition is Simeon is always the one that puts the star on the tree. So that is his thing. I usually do all the ornaments. He does the lights just because he's so much taller than me. But Daddy puts the star on the tree, and we make a big deal of it. We all gather around the tree and then clap and cheer when Daddy puts the star on. That is like the official Daddy has started the Christmas season. So that is so much fun. Um, then, so usually that is before December, um, right before December, but... That wraps up our, our November, our Thanksgiving weekend. So then transitioning into December, we love to do a countdown to Christmas. Now, this has looked different. Um, for a few years, my parents bought Eden like a little toy advent calendar. We've done different things. Um, last year, I did, and I'll talk about this more next week, but I did kind of like a family devotional style countdown to Christmas as we looked at um, different names of the Lord. And then I got this really cute little like advent it's like a house with little drawers. How I need to post a picture on social media. Um, but anyway, it has little drawers. So in each drawer, I would put the scripture passage and the name of God that we were going to talk about that day. And then that advent calendar had events that we were going to do each day. So, I mean, it could be something as simple as, oh, we're going to do a Christmas coloring sheet. Or we're going to watch a Christmas movie. Or some days it was like, hey... You know, we're going to go do this big event with, with the grandparents, or we're going to go see Christmas lights tonight. Um, so some days were a bigger deal than others, but those were kind of trickled all the way through, and that was a lot of fun. This year, um, Usborne Books came out with an advent calendar that has a little book for each day, and it's like a little, like a short version of a classic book. Um, so I got that for them this year. So I'm super excited about going through that with them and just having a little book to read each day as we count down to Christmas. My kids love books. Um, so that'll be really fun. I know they'll really enjoy that. We always have a baking day. Um, you know, it, it's kind of varied in different years. I usually have like five or six recipes that are my go-to, like, these are the recipes that I have to make. And then I have a few extras. Of, it's like, well, if I have energy and I have time, we'll throw in some of these too. Um, and that's come from my childhood. You know, we always have to have sugar cookies. I grew up eating sugar cookies every year at Christmas. Like that is a go-to or a must. Simeon likes these little salted caramels. Um, so those are some things that like they're on our must. And then, you know, as we've added, as the kids have added different fav favorites, but we always have a big baking day and just make a bunch of treats to last us for a while. Another tradition that we have that is really just for Simeon and I is that we always do a special date at Christmas time. So this is a little more than, you know, just kind of a normal going out to dinner. Um, actually, it all started 
goodness, I guess it was our second Christmas that we had been dating. So we had been dating for like 18 months at this time. And the Christmas present that Simeon gave to me and also to his brother and his brother's girlfriend, which is now my sister-in-law, was that he got us tickets to go to the Knoxville Symphony Orchestra Christmas production. Um, So this is something we live in Knoxville, Tennessee. The KSO Orchestra does this every year. Um, And that was my first year going. And it was just such a phenomenal production. I love music. I love Christmas music. So it was just the perfect gift for me. And so we started doing that every year. That was our special Christmas date. Until last year, um, because of COVID, they had to cancel um, the orchestra production. So we did not get to go last year. Um, This year, it is back on. But they are requiring that you wear a mask and I think just because of that, we're going to avoid it this year. Um, We're not trying to be difficult or anything, but uh, we found out when I was pregnant with Ivy that wearing a mask actually really affects my blood pressure. Um, We actually found that out at a doctor's appointment. I had been in a mask for about an hour waiting for the appointment by the time I got back to see the doctor. She took my blood pressure and was very alarmed. Um, She said it was just extremely high, very abnormal, questioning me as to like what possibly might be wrong. Like what had I not told her about my health history? And then I was like, honestly, I said, I've told you everything. I, I really think that it's just, I'm not getting enough oxygen. I'm like choking under this mask. I've been wearing it for an hour. And then she said, oh yeah, well that makes sense. And just went on with the appointment. So I guess because the blood pressure was mask related, it was fine and was no longer something to be alarmed about. Anyway, um, it, we just found out that wearing a mask like that in pregnancy did affect me, um, negatively. And so we just decided that for this year, since it's a several hour production and I'm pregnant, that we weren't going to go that route for our Christmas date, which I am a little disappointed about, but again, not enough disappointed to put my health and the baby's health at risk or anything, or just to be uncomfortable for that extended amount of time. So instead, we have decided to do a two-night getaway to the lovely Whitestone Inn in Kingston, Tennessee. Um, so it's it's like a, it, it's a wonderful trade. Like, I, I'm not complaining at all about our Christmas date this year. I would take a couple-day getaway with my man any day. And we're going to Whitestone, and it's going to be at Christmas. We've been to Whitestone Inn um, several times in the past. It's only like an hour um, from our house. We've been there for different ministry events, different things like that. Um, But we've never been at Christmas. And if you don't know what Whitestone is, look it up on the computer. It's just, it's gorgeous. And I'm even more excited to see what it's going to look like at Christmas. So that is going to be our special Christmas date this year. So I'm so looking forward to that. Um, then another thing that we do with that is like one of the highlights of Christmas season, really for Simeon and I both, is our annual Christmas party that we have with our friends. So this is a couples only party. The kids go spend the night at grandma's house. This started, I believe we started the first year that we were married. So we got married July of 2014. So this would have started December of 2014, which means that this is our seventh annual Christmas party, I believe. Anyway, this has been so much fun over the years. And and we have certain elements. We have a core group of people that have been there every year from the beginning. As we've met new people and gotten new friends and branched out more, it's we've added more and more to where this year 
it's going to be a very, very large group. Um, but we have a couple like key elements that are always the same. We always have food. We have a themed meal. Everybody pitches in and brings stuff. Um, we always do a gift exchange. There's a guy's gift exchange, a girl's gift exchange. It's incorporated with a game. So that's always a lot of fun. Um, we do, we have games. I try to make them unique. So we, I scour Pinterest and find some really fun, sometimes embarrassing Christmas games. And we have so many memories throughout the years with our friends and these games that we've done. It's just, I'm, I'm thinking of some of them now and, and laughing. Toby Ann, if you're listening, I'm, I'm thinking of you and Tyler and your Nutcracker right now. Um, but just, just so many awesome memories. And then we always have some type of contest for the couples. Now, the first couple years, it was just your normal, like, okay, ugly sweater contest. Um, we did a Christmas socks one year. Um, we did like, um, like a Christmas cookie contest where all the ladies brought a Christmas cookie and whatever like couple won, they got Chick-fil-A gift card. Anyway, but we've won it to be a different contest every year, which means that now that we are at year seven, it has had to get more unique as it's went. So the past two years, we kind of made the contest a game and I'm still working through what this year's is going to be. So <laughs> be watching my social media for that announcement and videos. But I know, I think it was two years ago, we did um, couples Christmas cookie decorating. So I had a plain sugar cookie. The couples had to stand side by side and put one arm around each other. The arm that was around your spouse, you could not use. So the girl had one hand. So like the girl had the right hand, the guy had the left hand. We blindfolded them. And they together had to decorate their Christmas cookie. And it was fun. Like, we had aprons, and everybody's wearing aprons. And even the guys are wearing these, like, pink frilly aprons that my mother-in-law let me borrow. And then at the end, we all did a vote in a contest on what couple decorated the best Christmas cookie. Then the next year, which I believe was last year, we had a couple's gift wrapping thing. So, again, you had to stand the same way, and you were blindfolded, and you had to work together to wrap a Christmas present. And then we voted at the end on what couple is best coordinated to wrap a Christmas present. So it's just, it's so much fun. We just, it's a, usually three or four hours of just laughing and eating and just enjoying the friendship that the Lord has blessed us with and really kicking off the Christmas season. We always try to do it um, usually at the beginning of the month before things get too crazy, but just as a great kickoff starting the Christmas month. That I, I love my Christmas party. So, so much fun. Um, so then leading up to the actual holiday. Um, so Christmas Eve, we, again, like I said, it looks a little bit different now because we are still stateside. Um, but for Christmas Eve, that morning, we let, well, we all open our stocking. Well, yeah, okay. So we all open our stockings. Um, and those are just usually like little gifts for the kids. Sometimes like things they need. Usually they get like a new toothbrush or um, just some little things. And then we have a gift for them. And the gift is always a book. Um, it'll, it'll be a Christmas book. And, um, and then we read it sometime throughout that day. We read their new Christmas book with them. 
Um, now, as once Christmas is over, I collect that year's Christmas books and all the previous year's Christmas books, and then I store those away. Now, at the beginning of the month, at the beginning of December, I pull out that box so the kids have a whole month with their past Christmas books. Um, and then we usually just do that one day, that Christmas Eve, that we read through their new books. And I might leave them out for a couple more days. But usually by the new year, I pack up all of those and put them away until the next December. And that's been fun because not only do the kids get a new book, a new Christmas book on Christmas Eve that we read through together as a family, but they love that month of December. Like I said, they love books. So it's fun when I bring out all the Christmas books. And, and now... You know, where Guinness, this will be Eden's, well, I guess it'll be her, how does that work, sixth Christmas? Because we did, we bought her when she, we bought her a book when she was a month old. Um, but, you know, so we're getting a stockpile of some fun Christmas books. And so we love going through those. But that's always something special that we do as a family as we read those. We used to read them before they went to bed, but... We usually go to my mother-in-law's on Christmas Eve evening, and it just started getting too late with trying to get them in bed at a decent time because we had a really busy day the next day. So we'll just read those throughout the day. Um, but we always go to my mother-in-law's. She always does a fun gift exchange with a game. It's usually some type of new game that we haven't played before. We do a meal. Um, so, so that's always enjoyable. We always enjoy that. Um, so Simeon and I started this the first year that we got married. Once we get the kids in bed and settled on Christmas Eve, we get our mattress and we pull it out and him and I sleep beside the Christmas tree. And that's just been something fun that we've done since our first Christmas together. Um, you know, the first year we made this like tent thing above our bed. We don't, we don't do that anymore. Um, we just drag out the mattress, but, but that's been just something special. That's kind of our thing that we do now. Some years that means we have a little bassinet beside the bed because I have a nursing baby or whatever. But you know, usually once the kids are old enough that they're not dependent on mommy throughout the night, they're in their rooms and it's mommy and daddy's special tradition that we get to have is sleeping by the tree. Um, okay, so that brings us to Christmas morning. So Simeon and I set the alarm on Christmas morning, and right now we wake up before our kids. I know it probably won't always be that way, but we try to exchange our gifts for each other before the kids get up. Because once they get up, it's just it's just landslides into the rest of the day. So we try to have that time in the morning before they're up that we open um, gifts together. And I forgot to mention this. This is really important. So we actually um, read the Christmas story on Christmas Eve evening at my in-law's house. My father-in-law reads through Luke 2. Um, so I that was a big one that I should have had in with Christmas Eve evening when we read that together. Um, okay, so back to Christmas morning. So we open our presents together. And then, so we have a tradition that we do with our kids. And this is actually a tradition that Simeon had when he was little. And it's called a Santa Claus gift. Now, our kids know who Santa is. Um, we don't make a huge deal about Santa. They We don't tell them that he's real. Um we don't like talk about it, but we also don't actively avoid it. Again, that's just, you do what you feel like the Lord leads you to do as a family. But, you know, we watch the Christmas movies. We read the Christmas books. We, you know, they've gotten pictures with Santa a few years. Um, we, as I said in the beginning, we emphasize that Christ is the reason for Christmas. But they just see Santa as kind of like a Christmas cartoony figure like Frosty the Snowman you know um anyway all that to say so we do have this gift called the Santa Claus gift and it's just that's the name that it's had since Sim was a kid so we kept it um they know it's from mommy and daddy just wanted to clarify 
But so this is is their special gift. It maybe it's the most expensive gift. Maybe it's just the most desired gift. Maybe it, it's just the wow gift. And this gift we do not wrap. Um, which actually, no, I didn't. Okay. I was getting ready to say, I think I accidentally wrapped Eden's Santa Claus gift, but I'm recording this in my closet and I'm looking up at all my wrapped presents and her Santa Claus gift is not wrapped. So good. I remembered. Um, but so this one is just sitting out in front of the tree, in front of all the wrapped presents so that when they come around the corner in the morning, I get to watch their eyes get huge as they see their Santa Claus gift. And usually we go ahead and pull it out of the box and everything so that they could just get to dive straight in and play with that. So that has gotten more fun as they've gotten older and older and are just wowed by their Santa Claus gift. So I'm, they won't know this. I'll go ahead and tell you guys. So Knox gets a little guitar for his Santa Claus gift this year. He's so excited. He's been, well, he's not excited. He doesn't know he's getting it, but he's been asking for this guitar for months and months and months. So that'll be fun. He loves instruments. He loves music. So I can't wait for him to see that in front of the tree. Eden has this really cool um, microscope and it comes with all these different slides that like have, oh goodness, it has like, you know, like a picture of a cell or a picture of like a bumblebee up close. I mean, just tons and tons of slides. And it's an interactive microscope so she can slide the slides in and it talks to her. Eden is my very academic kind of nerdy love science so you may be like oh my word my kid would hate that my kid is gonna love that so that is her Christmas present or her Santa Claus gift and then Ivy has just started liking little people and she loves babies and the only baby that we have that is little person is baby Jesus to go with our nativity so I got her this little people like nursery set with a little mama and a baby and like a little bedroom nursery furniture thing so that'll be sitting out for her so all three of those I'm so excited about and can't wait for my littles to open that you know one year we got Knox a Buzz Lightyear and that was that was let's see okay so, so I think that was when he was a year and a half he got his buzz and it was sitting out um, and, and he just, he was so excited. And then last year they got little scooters. And so it's always fun to just see them like, wow, and then rush out. And so we've enjoyed that tradition. Um, once we get through presents, which usually takes a while because, you know, you got to open it and then play with it and then open it and then play with it. Um, and we don't do a lot of presents from Simeon and I. Um, we try to do like a couple things that we knew that they really wanted or some things that like, like they're going to get quite a few Patch the Pirate CDs this year. I want to have one in their stocking and a couple under the tree just because we listen to those all of the time. So some things like that. Um, and we try not to do the more, the more we go, the more we're like, we don't want just a bunch of toys that are just going to oh, lay all over the floor. So we try to get like, um, more activity things, arts and crafts. Um, even sometimes we ask for like membership, like zoo membership or experience things. Um, but so we don't get our kids a lot. And just because they have so much family, it just, it, it piles up whether we get them much or not. Um, but after we do presents, we do breakfast together. I always make, um, cinnamon rolls, homemade cinnamon rolls, which is a recipe from my friend. Simeon loves them and they're overnight cinnamon rolls. So I can make them the night before they rise in the fridge and then I can bake them in the morning. So that's awesome. And then I do a breakfast casserole um, that, that we eat. So we always have those two things. Then usually we go to my in-laws for lunch for Christmas. And we do Christmas with them. And then we try to go back home 
not too late in the evening so that the kids can play again. Um, I believe I've mentioned on this podcast before, the way we do the holidays with our families is we rotate Thanksgiving with one, Christmas with the other, and then the next year we flip-flop. So, like, every other year we spend that holiday with that side of the family, if that makes sense. Um, But because my dad and stepmom are two hours away, and we just have decided with our little kids that we didn't want to travel on Christmas Day. If it it's a, if it's a year that falls where they have Christmas, we either do it before or after. Usually, depending on my dad's work schedule, whatever time he has off most, we'll go up before or after. And, and they, it, it's worked. They're fine with that. We're fine with that. My dad still has young kids in the home, so it's not like it kind of leaves them alone on Christmas Day. They still have a blast watching the younger ones, my brother and um, my sister's in college now, but then my, uh, stepbrother, they kind of, it's fine. It works for them to have Christmas day to themselves too, but that's how this year will be. We'll be spending Thanksgiving or we spent Thanksgiving with Simeon's family and then my family gets Christmas, but because we will not travel on that day, I think we're going to go up for like three days before Christmas. And then because my husband's family is in town, we will go over there for Christmas lunch. And thankfully, Neither set of grandparents or in-laws really get offended about things. So it's just, it's worked out that that's how Christmas usually works for us. We usually always spend a portion of Christmas Day with Simeon's family. Um, Anyway, that pretty much wraps up our month of December and all of our Christmas celebrations. um, Just bringing us to the end of Christmas Day. It is such a special time I, I just think in general, um, so many neat things. You know, we also as a family try to look for different opportunities to serve other people, especially those um, that have needs. Um, so this year we participated in Operation Christmas Child and did the shoe boxes. So that was so such a good opportunity, um, especially with Eden and Knox. Now that they're understanding more, you know, we had a talk. Look, we're going to the store. And we're going to fill this shoebox with presents and things for somebody else. You're not going to ask for anything for yourself. We are shopping for another little boy and girl. Um, Now that had to be reminded throughout the store, but I really tried to make that emphasis. We are shopping for somebody else. We want to be a blessing to somebody else. It's not a time that we're going to shop for ourselves. And it also brought up a lot of good talking opportunities for me to say, like, okay, we need to get a bar of soap for this little boy or girl. We need to get a toothbrush. And we talked about, you know, do you, have you ever gotten a bar of soap for Christmas before? And Eden's response was, no, we have bars of soap. And so we talked about, you know, we, we are very blessed. And not everybody has the blessings that we are afforded in Western culture in America. And, you know, some people, some little boys and girls are just thankful to get a, a bar of soap, you know. And so it was, a, it gave good um, conversation opportunities as we tried to work through having a thankful heart, being thankful for things that we have that we often overlook. And as we really tried to be a blessing to somebody who didn't have what we had. Um, so we try to look for different ways throughout the month that we can take some of those types of opportunities. Um I know. I'm so excited. So I, I've talked on here before about the mommy group that I, the local mommy group that I admin on Facebook with two of my friends. Um, and we do a mom's night out every other month. So we will have a mom's night out coming up in mid-December. 
and one of my other one of my friends, one of the other admins, has gotten together that we are all going to bring different items to put and to make postpartum baskets for two of our local pregnancy resource centers. So that's not so, not necessarily something that my kids are getting involved in, but something that I'm getting involved in that I'm so thankful that she, the Lord, put that on her heart and that she has followed through with some of the legwork of getting us the opportunity to be a blessing, especially, I know, it, I feel like it's kind of an added emphasis during the Christmas season of really trying to bless other people. Um, but just, you know, different things like that. We try to look for opportunities throughout the month of December. So anyway, I am looking forward to an amazing month as we just, you know, we, we, we always should have the Lord on our minds. But as we really focus on Him coming to earth and, and so much more, than the baby born in the manger and the story and just why did he come? Why did he come? You know, Eden's five this year and we've talked so much about salvation and our need for salvation and I'm excited about this opportunity to go beyond the manger to the cross and once again have this emphasis on the gospel, on our individual need for the gospel. On why did Jesus come as a baby? Why did God need to send him to be born by Mary, to go through, you know, to live life on this earth? So it's just, it's going to be a great month as we celebrate Christ, as we focus on him and why he came, and as we enjoy family and friends and just show our gratitude for all that God's given us and try to use that to bless other people with some of the things that he has blessed us with. So I hope that you ladies have an amazing December. I hope you have a wonderful Christmas. I look forward to continuing to speak into your hearts and homes through this podcast the rest of the month. Join me next week as we talk about keeping Christ the center of our Christmas. Um, but as you start your December, as you have your Christmas traditions, I hope that you just have a wonderful time with your family, just forming your family culture, enjoying one another, and just making memories to last a lifetime. So have an awesome month, ladies. Ladies, before I close out this episode, I want to add this little tag on the end. Um, I had this thought as I was recording the episode, and I just didn't know if I was going to have the time to be able to pull it off for you. But I have had the time, and so I want to let you know that if you subscribe to the No Higher Calling weekly email, so I know several of you are already subscribed. If you're not, just go to nohighercalling.org. On the welcome page at the bottom, there's a place where you can enter your email and hit the subscribe button. Also on the contact page, um, there is a place where you can subscribe to that weekly email. If you are subscribed to the weekly email, I will be having a special Christmas bonus email coming out probably mid-December um, that is going to have recipes in it. So I shared a couple recipes that I make Christmas morning, um, a casserole, some overnight cinnamon rolls. I talked about our baking day, so I've included four or five of just our favorite recipes that I try to include on that baking day. And I want to send those to you. So I've made them in little, um, just a little PDF printable recipe card format that you can download that and then have that if you want to incorporate that into your Christmas cooking. I know I'm always looking for good recipes, especially this time of year. So if you want to get in on that, make sure that you're subscribed to the No Higher Calling weekly email. Again, you can do that on my website, which is www.nohighercalling.org. 
Also, you might want to make sure, um, I know I've heard from some people that said that, that they thought they subscribed but hadn't been getting the email. Sometimes, just due to it being through MailChimp and things like that, it could go like under a promotions folder or something that wouldn't be your regular email feed. So if you are not, if you have subscribed and you're not getting my weekly email, it always goes out on Thursday, most always Thursday morning. Every now and then I have a crazy Thursday, but usually on Thursday morning. If you have subscribed and you're not getting that email on Thursday mornings, you might want to dig and see if it's going into a different folder, maybe even a spam folder, and just make sure that you mark that the no higher calling email is good to go into your primary folder. So just want to throw that in there um, in case you're having trouble finding that email and then you know you have subscribed. So lots of exciting things coming. Be looking for those recipes. Um, I do have the weekly email with just um, a couple different things in there that hopefully will be a blessing to you and also some big announcements coming for 2022. So you want to make sure that you are subscribed to the No Higher Calling weekly email. I hope that this episode has brought much glory to Christ, encouraged your heart, and strengthened you to be the wife and mother that God has created you to be. Thanks for listening.